Anyway, there's some really gifted people in this house, and uh, I'm going to invite up actually Cassie. She's going to come up. She's, she's actually um, a pretty good golfer, and uh, she has this amazing testimony about Hurricane Katrina and what God did through all that. All right, so let's welcome up Cassie. It's spelled K-A-S-I. The letter stands for all the countries that I once lived in. Korea, Argentina, America, Switzerland, and Ireland. I, um, I fell in love with God and golf when I was nine years old in Argentina. When I picked up golf, my dream was to become a professional golfer and build a church with my winnings. I rapidly became an advanced player. I broke a record in every country that I lived in. I, was, uh, I won several tournaments as a youngest player in Argentina and youngest player being on the national Irish team in Ireland. And I was the first female to win Boys County in New Jersey. I was a star everywhere I went and everybody loved me. Being, being on the All-American team, I was heavily recruited by coaches by um, at over 50 colleges. However, coming from Ireland, I didn't really know all these colleges very well. As a recruit under NCAA rules, you're allowed to take maximum of five official visits, visits, which means that the school pays for your expenses for you to visit the school. So I had to narrow it down. I mistakenly chose Tulane University as one of my visits, thinking that LA stood for Los Angeles instead of Louisiana. In 2004, at the start of my senior year, I visited Tulane University and I ended up loving it. Everything about the trip was just perfect, except the fact that I had to leave early because there was a hurricane warning sign and I was scared at first, but all my teammates said it happens often and nothing ever really actually happens, so I didn't have to worry about it. I chose Tulane University over all the colleges that were recruiting me. After a year went by and I graduated high school and I was ready to go to college. I moved all my belongings to New Orleans because my, my father was no longer stationed in New York, but in Columbia. I was so excited to go to school because the Tulane University was a school that went all out to honor its athletes. It had separate apartment dorms, parking lots, cafeteria, gym, exclusively for the athletes. We enjoyed priority in everything, especially choosing classes. I felt very honored and proud to be representing Tulane University. The day of my orientation, my coach called me and told me that I had to evacuate right away because there was a hurricane warning. But because of last year, I wasn't that worried. I just took my golf clubs and laptop and left to New York. Thankfully, my parents were still there in New York and we were staying at a hotel. And the next morning, I turned on CNN in our hotel room, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing on TV. Hurricane Katrina struck New Orleans, and I was in disbelief that uh, the devastation and tragedy I saw on TV. And I realized that I left everything that I owed in that city, and it was underwater. I was left with nothing. A few days later, our golf team got transferred to Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas, <laughs> because our school was underwater. 
At SMU, school had already started weeks before, and nobody showed our golf team much favor. We were placed in dorm rooms that had complaints, and we were placed in undesirable classes. Not only we lacked choices, but we suddenly have gone from being the priority to an afterthought. As an international student, we couldn't, as an international student, I couldn't even open a bank because I couldn't prove that I was a student at Tulane University. I was left with no money, clothes, and honor. I thought I had pretty much hit the bottom, but it was just the beginning. I had to wear a shirt that said Hurricane Katrina Refugee on my back. I didn't want to wear it, but it was donated to me, it was given to me, and I only had three outfits with me, so I had to wear it. People were looking at me, not because I was a star athlete, but I was someone to show sympathy to. I even had to use my towel as my blanket because I couldn't afford one. The next thing I knew, I was receiving donated clothes by a charity foundation. At first, I was really mad at the fact that I was invited to such an event. But when I saw used clothes and shoes, my hands automatically just reached for it. It was so hard to swallow my pride, but there was nothing that I could do. I desperately needed clothes. My identity as a star athlete changed to that of a refugee. I was mentally and physically drained. Regardless, I didn't, I didn't rest and I worked really hard because my academics and golf performance was the only two things left. And I just wanted to be in top shape. Unfortunately, for the first time in my life, I finished in last place in one of the biggest college tournaments. I felt the world ended and I came back to school and I got a call from my advisor saying that my studies hours will be increased because I was getting bad reports. All these years working so hard and it was all gone in one day. I felt so empty. Later one night, I had a nightmare where this guy led me to hell and I couldn't get out and he said it was too late. It was too late to go back. I woke up sweating and shaking and it was the scariest dream I've ever had. And I said to myself, no, I don't belong in hell. I belong in heaven, and it's never too late. This is not who I am. So I turned on my computer, and I randomly sent a message to a total stranger through Facebook, who I found by typing Lee at SMU Network. And I asked her if she knew a good Korean restaurant and a church. She responded, and she said she was a Christian and that she would pick me up that coming Sunday. Her name was Jacqueline Lee. She picked me up and gave me a ride to church. We laughed a lot during the car ride, and as we were introducing each other, I got so blessed. I found out that she didn't live near school or church, but drove an extra hour to pick me up with full of joy. When I asked her, how can I repay you? Is there anything for me to give? She replied, there is no need to give, just receive. And I looked at her a bit confused, and I asked her, receive? And she said, yeah, God's love. And she smiled. <laughs> that was the turning point of my life. I thought I lost everything, but through her, God reminded me of something that can never disappear, his love. During the first few months, I just kept receiving and receiving. 
a brother treated me with a dinner that was over $50. And he just said, just receive. <laughs> I lost track of time. I lost track of my performance. I was just lost in his presence, surrounded by children of God. I also ended up living with the pastor and his family for over a month. So much love. That's when I learned it's not about who you are in the flesh, but who you are in the blood of Christ. As a, as a child of God, everything happens for a reason through his love. And it's all about sharing his love with one another. I was left with nothing, but my heart was completely filled. As my journey ended at SNU, my pastor drove me to the airport and he said, never forget who you are. Now go and be the light and make a difference. And then when I was about to say goodbye, he said, I'm going to teach my son golf because seeing you, you're a very mature and calm person. Must have been something that you developed through golf. And I said, it's not golf. It's God's love. And I smiled. <laughs> Ever since then, under any circumstances, I have so much joy and peace in my heart, knowing that God is always there for me and that all hardships are there for you to overcome. Nothing holds me back from smiling. Share God's love. Your smile can make a difference. Thank you. Thank you.